What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Next Guy Up podcast weekend preview. We are live on a Thursday recording. The boys are all here. We have been in the lab all day cooking up some some stuff from ESPN Bets. I got to give out a bunch of free bets. More to come with that later. We don't want the feds on our tails, but if you want some info, DM us. We might have just robbed them blind. I can't log in. Ever since we did it, I can't log in. He's telling me there's an error. Um, but we got a very fun episode planned for you guys. Uh, big week for the pod as we've got Jaguars Titans this this Sunday. We'll be talking about that here in a minute. Uh, but as always, we're going to do a weekend recap, talking about what happened this last weekend in college and NFL. We're going to dive into our favorite matchups of the weekend. And then we will get to our betting portion where we'll go best bet and the next guy up parlay. Without further ado, what is up, boys? How are we doing? We're doing great. Doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, we got some exciting football going on. Our matchup, the Titans versus the Jags yes. on this weekend. Yes. Some college football. We've already talked about uh, the three of us, how not a great slate, but we'll still find some ways to make it exciting with some betting going on. So we're, we're doing good. Getting ready for the holidays. To ask the team here. Yes, go ahead. So we talk about we talk about rivalries a lot in college football because they're a huge part of the game. And rivalries, I, I know, are big in the NFL. And I know that most people would probably consider Jags Titans to be rivals. Would you consider mm-hmm. them? Yeah, for sure. They've they've been in the same division since uh, the Jags came into the NFL. They're in the AFC Central together with the AFC North. Now that it was a six team division, so they've played each other a lot. What, what do you think is the best rivalry in the NFL? In the NFL? Ravens. That's a big one, right? That's a very big one. Um, that's the one I was going to say, actually. I'd say that one, yeah. Just because those games are always close. Like, uh, it's always physical. They generally don't like each other. Like, they just don't right. like each other, it seems like. So, I definitely I – w- I would say that, too. That whole, di- that whole division, they don't like each other. It's Those games are always ugly and, and close and score – and just fun to watch. I mean, it's, I'm glad we got it on a Thursday night this week. I also feel like 10 years ago when the hard hits were still like okay to do, it always seemed like Steelers and Ravens games, there was somebody that was being carted off because of those hard hits and things were just like always ended in fights. The yeah. players didn't like each other. The coaches didn't like each other. The fans hated each other. So I feel like that's a – that's that's one that's always very intense. I thought there was a, Good. a couple of huge uh, characters around then too, like you know, I mean, Ray Lewis obviously was around, and Troy Polamalu, you know, Antonio like, Brown, uh, Joey Porter, just it was fine. Yeah, it was good. Those those early two thousand, like mid two thousand Steelers, Ravens, Bengals too. They had some guys that. Yeah. Kind of fall in that category too, where they're just they didn't like each other, and you could tell. So it's fun. I, I like when there's a little bit of an edge like that in the NFL. It seems like it's not as bad as the NBA. Like the NBA, they're all buddies. There's no, there's no true like we don't like this guy, you know, rivalry type deal. But the NFL, there are a few teams that just do not seem to like each other, and that makes it more fun. Rivalries always, I think. I do think that the NBA misses that some. I think there maybe are some of those rivalries. Like back in the day, there used to be more. So, I think with how with how often the players jump around. Yeah, I saw a quote from LeBron this week, and he was like, "It was about him and Kevin Durant playing against each other or something." And it was kind of talking about their friendship and how you always play harder against your friends or something like that. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know, because it seemed like he always played harder against those Celtics teams that he didn't like or those Pistons teams, you know. It was like they they didn't get along. He had a point to prove that he was better than them, and they didn't like him. So I I do miss that about the NBA because it does seem like they're just all pals and they don't want to say anything bad about each other because you don't know we might be on the same team in a couple of weeks because yeah, the, right. the way the trades work in the NBA is wild. Um but that that is fun. It's it's been a weird week, Jags Titans wise rivalry. I can't. I, by the way, that's one of my words with Mason's rivalry. <laughs> can't say it. 
Uh, Bonus episode. <laughs> I try to keep trying to avoid it. But uh, I feel like the Titans and Jags, they do have that. I think in our whole division, those two don't like each other the most. Like, I don't really have any type of feelings about the Texans and the Colts. They're just kind of whatever to me. But it feels like Titans, Jags, it's always it's scrappy. Yeah. The players talked about it. I've seen a bunch of Jaguar interviews today where uh, our Josh Allen was like, uh, for my rookie year, I've been told that we don't like that team. And that's how we treat this week. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's fun. It's yeah. just been a weird week, though, just because the Jags had a bad loss. We got our offense mm. is not clicking right now. And I know you guys got – male boy starting so i don't know how you guys feel because i don't know if you guys are trying to like i don't know if the titans really want to win the rest of the year like that's a good question it is like do you root for a win probably just because you would like to beat us just because it's a divisional game and that's how it goes but like better draft pick and all that probably sounds good too when it comes to the rivalry, oh god, I also butchered it. <laughs> is it is it uh, would it be college football, college basketball, then NFL, NBA, and like anything else? Base, I I feel like baseball maybe sneaks in there actually because I always There's feel like big baseball. Red Sox, Red yeah. Sox, Yankees is like yeah. no matter what, that's always like a must watch. Maybe throw baseball like it. I want to redo it. So I'll say college football, college basketball, then baseball, then NFL, then like NBA. Yeah, I don't know enough about NHL. I know the Red Wings, I know that they have a couple of. It's like them and the Blackhawks don't like each other. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know enough about hockey. Would you agree with that list, Tins? I'd swap swap baseball and, and NFL. Just because some of the NFL ones are pretty big and they're like they go at each other. Baseball, I mean, outside of uh, Red Sox and Yankees, I can't really like Brewers, Cubs is a big one I know of. Um, Braves, Phillies, and Braves, Mets, but I'm not, I'm also not a big baseball guy. So, yeah, same. it's hard. It's There's hard to get into. Really big basketball ones too. I mean, North Carolina Duke is maybe one of the the premier rivalries in any sport. In Kentucky, Kentucky and Tennessee, I feel like is a pretty big one for college basketball. Yeah, yeah. Last few years, it's gotten bigger. Um, but I can't really think of any other big basketball ones in college. That is really. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, not any huge ones. Like, I mean, North Carolina Duke though is the it's big. It's it's one of the biggest ones. Maybe it's the best rivalry in all of sports. Yeah, it could be. They really hate each other. Hmm. Oh, Ohio State, Michigan. That's another big football college football. That might be a fun. That might be a fun weekend off season. We'd do a little snake draft of like biggest rivalries in sports. That'd be fun. Bookmark that, somebody. Intern, bookmark that for a future episode. Shout out. Morgan, the intern. Yeah. Well, we were going to try and do a little stat about the Jags-Titans game playing this weekend since it is the pod, the inner, inner wars of the pod here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, t- Zach, the Titans fan, me, the Jaguar fan, Mason riding on the fence of both. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, no comment no comment he's not even commenting (laughs) he's pulling like a lane kiffin when he got asked about the job for we'll talk about that yeah so well we couldn't really find i don't know we we tried finding some fun stats we couldn't somehow we find stats about pointless things for betting but we couldn't find any good ones for this so we were just going to talk about some of like our favorite moments between the two games or the two teams when they've played against each other. Uh, Mason, I'll let you kick off since you have a lot more of probably fun memories of Titans because they have dominated us in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just say I, I'll probably go with something more recent, which has been like you and me kind of going back and forth on like making bets and like saying, oh, you'll wear like a – uh, Jags or I'll wear a Jags jersey and you'll wear a Titans jersey. One time we even tried to like 
say we'll do like a billboard the Minshew yeah. when uh Minshew mania was a thing like shaving a mustache and doing a billboard that yeah. kind of flopped but uh i would just say all together i would probably have to go with just you know that or hmm i'm trying to think of like something specific Derek the chris henry, johnson well we'll go ahead like, Derek henry, Derek henry. Uh, stiff, stiff arming our linebackers into the earth. It was like a nine, yeah, it was like a 90 something, 95 yard. I believe so. I think he threw like three or four down. Chris Johnson also, I don't know what it is. We've been able to run all over you guys. Passing, probably not so much, but rushing. I don't know. I also don't know why, but there was like a Thursday night game where it was like Brian Leftwich and I want to say, was it Kerry Collins? No, Vince Young. Yeah, it was Vince Young. I just, there's some interesting like quarterback matchups that I'm just like, wow. Yeah. That was the day. Back back then, like the, when I was in high school, like 10 years ago, you're talking. It's like, I, yeah. I want to get a list of all these quarterbacks uh, and kind of go over them. But and uh, it, I, go ahead. I was just saying, we were always like, you know, the NFL gives everyone a primetime game. And it felt like for years, the only primetime game the Jags and Titans got was against each other on a Thursday night. Yep. The color 100%. rush. You guys would have the blue yes. jerseys. We would have the mustard yellows on. Yeah. And it was never a good game. But there was a few <laughs> years there where it was like the Chris Johnson, Maurice Jones, Drew show where I remember one game where they combined for like over 300 yards rushing on eight carries because they both popped off. 70 plus yard touchdowns like back to back to back like it was the one of the wildest games i've ever seen and i actually have the stats here uh chris johnson tolling 228 yards two touchdowns on 24 carries maurice jones drew uh rushing 177 yards and two scores on just eight total carries yeah it was it was like the first few drives of the game they both popped off super long touchdowns and then it was kind of it for the rest of the game but that was that was back in the day when when we wore those ugly ugly uniforms those back when we were a country you know yeah we were a country back when Blake Bortles is slinging in the in the mustard yellows baby um so this and here recently this was a a tough one for me with the Titans losing but I wish I was with you in person yeah, because so, you were not in the state of Tennessee. Where were you? Yeah, so last year, week eighteen came down to a playoff game. Uh, Morgan was like, "Let's go!" Um, I get these things called option days at UPS. It started at the beginning of the year. I only get five for the year. I burned two of them immediately to go down to Jacksonville for that week eighteen game. Uh, one of the wildest games or experiences I've really ever had as a fan. Titans are leading by a few points. They have the ball. We're about to hit the two-minute mark. I know what this is. It's. I literally looked at Morgan. Derrick Henry just rushed for a first down, and I said, this is when he he tears my heart out and stomps on it because that's what Derrick Henry does. He's going to run this clock out and then play action pass. Josh Dobbs gets hit from behind. Maybe it's a fumble. Maybe it's not. Who knows? The ref called it a fumble. We return it for a touchdown, and we win. Uh, truly a miracle. I can probably admit now, truthfully, that that was not a fumble. It was not a fumble. It was not a fumble. But Also, Josh Jobs leading the Vikings to a Super Bowl this year. Who would ever thought? You and you and Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it. That's why I took the bet, baby. I even doubled that on two dollars to two hundred dollars. Vikings, all the way to the moon. Honestly, How crazy was that? Jobs is piloting <laughs> to the moon, baby. How crazy was that stadium when that happened? Uh, it was like I don't know. It was. As soon as the hit happens, everyone just – you could hear everyone take a breath all at once. Everyone just <gasps> – and then pandemonium, freaking out, chaos. And we actually had like two Titans fans sitting about two rows in front of me. And they were, they were good sports. We we're, we're all having fun. So I think that's one thing about Jags fans. We're, we know when to have fun and, but not be tools about it because we've sucked forever. We don't have – like room to be making fun of what? people like Steelers fans. What are you talking about? It comes with sucking for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it feels to be at the bottom. Yeah. Tins, do you forget the, 
you forget the guy that was trying to give people handshakes out of the stadium, that Jags fan that was trying to he was about to get beat up. He was like trying to give people handshakes out of the game when they were losing. The crazy guy in front of us. Oh, oh, the Steelers game? Steelers game, yes. That guy wasn't a Jags <laughs> fan. He was he was a fan of drugs. <laughs> he was asleep for the whole first half. It was this a wild story for another day. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's I think that's a that's all we're gonna we're not gonna bring back up the Titans Jags game for best bets or weekend matchup because it's I don't think it's a, gonna be a very good game. It's gonna be gross. Um, as those games tend to be gross. This season. <laughs> not one has been good, so that's fair. The Falcons game was fun, right? Was that Levis's like first game where he yeah, like four touchdowns? That was the only like mediumly entertaining game I feel like we've had. Was. So not enjoyable. All right, well, let's move on to the rest of the football world where people don't care about the Titans and Jags. Um, weekend recap of college football. We had a lot going on. Uh, start off with Jimbo Fisher getting fired from Texas A&M. Zach, did you see that the boosters brought the check at halftime and that ended up being the one that gets him awesome. his buyout? I'll tell you something about Texas A&M, man. Those boosters got deep pockets. So they want you gone. You're gone, man. I truly in, insane stuff happening over there. The the stat that's that's been in my it's lived rent free in my head all week is is that one about um Jimbo Fisher's first ever coaching job, he got paid like $20,000 for the entire year to coach. And now with his buyout, every single day that he is not coaching at Texas A&M, he's making $23,000 for him to not coach. That, that just like makes me want to throw up, first of all. But it also is just, I mean, people have said it. It's not a new thing, but being being a fired head coach – NFL college is pretty good gig. Pretty good gig. Tennessee has dished out a couple of them recently. Well, and one thing with college coaches is if you go and get another job, most times in their contracts, it's built in. Like it offsets. Like say they owe you ten million for firing you, you go get a new coaching job that's five million, then they only owe you five. Not Jimbo. They Jimbo Fisher, ultimate bag getter. Uh, work that out in his contract where that does not matter. So he could go coach somewhere next year and get a whole nother big fat contract and still Texas A&M's paying him. It's wild. Well, that, why would he isn't that, do that though? Like, no, he's going to be an ESPN analyst. Million, why would you even do that? If honest, honest to goodness, if that was me, I'd be like, what am I doing? Like, why wasn't, would I want to do that? Wasn't that why Alabama was getting a lot of these like washed up coaches and paying them literally pennies? That was like a I saw like a snippet episode where they were getting what was it Butch Jones? Uh, yeah, Butch who was Jones. it? Yeah. And some of these others that were literally and they would they would mostly be doing note taking or they would like yeah. and they would get all these like washed up, but they would pay them pennies. But they were technically still making lots of money because they were getting paid from the previous college that they got fired from. Like Tennessee was paying him to basically be at Alabama. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you have inside knowledge on the program. I mean, you don't know everything, but you know more than anyone else probably right. outside of the program. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're giving insight, and like you said, it's just kind of demoralizing to see your old coach on the other side now that's getting paid to. That this makes me so frustrated, but. Uh, it is what it is, man. It is you get, they they get these huge contracts and then you get paid out. Uh, I did so that with that happening though, there was a couple of very interesting things this week asking about um, who is going to take that spot at Texas A and M at this point, kind of a cursed position. There was, but you have to think that they're throwing they're going to pick a big name out there. Uh, there was a couple people asked about it this week, gave some interesting responses. I did see, I saw a Twitter thread of someone who put together all the responses to, to the, to them being asked about it. Did you see, have you heard about any of this? No, I really only saw Dan Campbell's response. The Alliance yeah, coach. Oh, okay. What did he say? Uh, he said he has no intentions of leaving the NFL at this time. So they all say, so Lane Kiffin, said 
I'm not going there again. I should have been prepared for that question. I wasn't, so I'm just not answering that. Oh, this wow. is Mason's response to being a Jags fan now. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no comment. Dan Dan Lanning, uh, Oregon's head coach right now, he had a much better better statement to it. Everything I want exists right right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's a zero chance I would be coaching somewhere else. I've got unfinished business. We have everything we need right here. So I think he's going to stay at Oregon. I think he likes it there. Pretty good gig. Yeah. Dabo Sweeney. I'm just focused on this job. Always have been just trying to beat North Carolina. It must be November. That's all I can say. That's because he's Alabama's prodigal son. Yeah. (laughs) And so it could be Uh, last one. Deion Sanders. Did you see this quote? Uh, No. Oh, I can't wait for this though. (laughs) Um, I mean, he didn't actually say anything. He said, when people asked him about if he's going to go to the Texas A&M job, he said, I tell them my mother's here, my sister's here, my dog is here, my daughter's here, three of my sons are here, my other daughter comes to darn near every home game, I get mail here, I pay taxes here, I'm here. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, who knows? I mean, there's going to be a, a big a big name coach go there without a doubt because they're going to get a bag. I mean, let's get, let's get urban down this. there. Would love to see urban Meyer down there. At Texas. Love it. I would love it. <laughs> uh, but wild news. I think we're going to see some more um, coach firings and things like that as we go forward. So Mississippi state's head coach just got fired as well. Yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough thing. They didn't know what to do. He was the defensive coordinator for Leach. He sadly passes right. away. And so <sighs> He's, you know, he just kind of got dealt a, a tough hand. Right. I mean, but, it, it's, yeah, that's tough. And because he's a good defense coordinator. It came after they both played each other and him blew Mississippi State out last week. Yeah. Like what? 51 to like three. It was great. Three. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> they both get fired. That's wild. <laughs> well, speaking of some yeah. more coaching news, uh, and this just came out earlier today, too, that Jim uh, Harbaugh is going to accept the three-game suspension. He's not going to appeal it. So um, he will not be coaching against Ohio State or whoever. That's not this week. That's next week. So whoever they play this week, I don't even that's know. Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Big time, yeah, big time competition. Yeah. Um, they're a 19-point favorite against Maryland. Gosh. It's okay. They got that backup, whoever he is, that's crying tears. Crying, crying tears like like he just passed away or something. Like so we did. Outrageous stuff from the yeah. last week. Uh, and then Jim Harbaugh had the huge press conference, too, where he, he said some wild stuff. We were, He's a wild man. He is a wild guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think to avoid going to court and stuff, he basically was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit it out. So, I think that further proves, in my opinion, he's he's going to the NFL. He's, he's, yeah, he's not going to – because he's already suspended for the recruiting violations for like the first three games next year. Yeah. I don't think he's going to let them suspend him more or bring down any more – punishment to him so he's gonna say all right peace out and the bears are gonna have an opening and he's has been very much rumored to have wanted the bears job for a long time so that would be interesting that's that's another that would be another humongous coaching spot open up we're gonna have a lot of movement this season yeah i think so too a lot of big name colleges going to be looking for new head coaches i think and then so to wrap up some college news, I just wanted to say maybe have a moment of silence for the Bazooka Joe, Bazooka Joe Melton fan club. Yeah. Um, Our listen, king. I'm still, I'm still Our here. Prince. Uh, <laughs> I'm still in the fan club. I will say, let me just put this out there. I don't, I don't think that his performance is what cost Tennessee the, the victory against Missouri. First of all, our – we play so bad on the road. I don't know. Yeah. We, that is that is a thing that needs to be circled and like this this has to be a priority for next year because the difference between our performance at home and on the road is just 
like crazy different. And I don't even think that that environment was super tough, but we just folded. Uh-uh. And Joe Milton, I mean, he he did not play a superhero type game where he was going to go out and win it for us, but he also did not play a bad game. I mean, he didn't give the game away by any stretch. We just got outplayed pretty much all over the place in the whole field. Uh, we had um, Dante Thornton go down pretty early. Yeah, uh, there tough. was a lot of things that happened there, but at the end of the day, I mean, we scored three points in the whole football game, so uh, something didn't work for sure. Yeah, it's I th- a tough one. It's a tough one. It's tough. I think this week's just about. I I don't really know. I don't know how we go into a Georgia game and not look bad and scare off recruits. I don't really see that happening. I think people want to come play with Nico. Um, I think let's just let's just get through the year, you know? Let's just finish it out strong. Well, um, I, still, I still think the environment's going to be incredible. I think if we can – if Tennessee can score early, I just want it to kind of be competitive, you know? I don't want it to be a blowout. Yeah. And because you want to give that environment for the recruits, like you said, it's the biggest recruiting weekend for Tennessee for the entire year. I think still playing at home, we have some of the pieces to to give them a shot. I mean, the line is ten and a half at this point, which is pretty steep. But if it were in Georgia, it would be much higher. It'd be worse. I mean, yeah, the stadium is like ten points almost, probably by itself. And so we'll see. We'll see if the fans come to come to play or not, and can uh, get in Georgia's head a little bit. If not, it's going to be. Not fun. I, I'm not expecting too much. I'm not going to sit here and say I think we got a shot at it. <laughs> I think it's going to be probably be not fun to watch on by anyone. Yeah, but, you know, there's a chance. Am I the only game. one? Sorry, am I the only one constantly hearing uh, putting Georgia on upset alert though this week? I've heard it several times. I turned on ESPN and they were actually talking about this it. Was the so. only game on their schedule that they were like they might lose. On the early season, this was the only game that everyone circled as like this is George's only test this entire year until the SC championship. Can I still say that? Still say what? Can I still say that this might be the game that they'll lose against ten like lose against Tennessee? If I would love how we more playing. than if they did, and if if they do something miraculous, then I think a lot of Tennessee fans would think the season to be much different. Like I, like I think a lot of Tennessee fans could see the season as a big success if we beat Georgia, even if it's we're still nine and three or whatever. But I think we might test them, but I, I don't think they're going to come in sleepy to this game at all. I think they they know what they're walking into. I think they're going to be ready for it. So that's that's where I'm at. If I'm being honest with myself. Yep. Nope. I agree. I don't. I don't have any expectations going into it. I might not even, depending on how the other games going on at the same time, I might not be watching it. <laughs> um, all right. Let's transition over to the NFL. You know, not a ton of fun storylines, but one that I would love to point out. Now, Mason, let me ask you a question. Yes. Um, you're the head coach. You're also the defensive coordinator, okay? Your team is on defense, up a couple points. Um, Your defense is being is calling bad plays. The the opposing team's moving right up the field in the field goal position to win the game. Your cornerback gets defensive pass interference, and then as the head coach, you're probably in charge of overseeing players on the field, right? Correct. So when when I'm kicking a field goal to win the game and I miss but I get a retry because there's 12 men on the field. You know who you should probably fire? The defensive coordinator or the head coach. Mm, How about the offensive coordinator? The guy who's making your starting quarterback throw legally interceptions two weeks or two seasons in a row. What a wild, crazy move by the Bills. What are we doing? (laughs) I mean, what – they're going to blame it on the offensive coordinator. That's that's on Sean McDermott. He's the head coach. How do you not how do you not know you have 12 men on the field for the game-winning field goal? What are you doing? Um the answer would be he was a scapegoat, Bob. Yeah. They exactly. had to make it look like they were going to make a change cuz they were underperforming and 
he got kicked to the curb. But also, I felt like I listened to like a really smart podcaster one time at the beginning of the season that said something about Josh Allen leading the league in interceptions at like plus a billion. It's like plus 1,100. And told all of us to take it, all those listeners out there. And uh, I'm not trying to jinx anything, but there's a smart... Do you remember who that smart podcaster was and what the podcast was called? I I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm, Something like tens of the next guy up podcast in everyone's face. Correct. I literally, I was, I've been out here spewing Josh Allen hate for months. Oh, don't worry. We've heard you. It's been, <laughs> if, if people could, uh, if people could basically sum up this episode or this, uh, the Friday preview, um, what it's all about. It is Josh Allen's horrible and the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. That's the two subjects right now that I feel like we constantly are talking about. And Hey, we um, look pretty smart. <laughs> Okay, I don't know about that. Let's pump the brakes on the Vikings. But, I mean, right now, if the playoffs ended, they would be a playoff team. But, okay, and the let's Bills get back to your And the Bills wouldn't. And the Bills wouldn't. Yeah, good transition so, back on topic about the Bills. I just go I don't understand how you make your offensive coordinator scapegoat when you have one of they, – they're, like, second in the league in points. Um, I mean, I just – I don't know. The Bills – Sean McDermott – sorry, buddy. You're going to get fired. Um Wow. Yeah, no, I'm calling He's that. He's saying one too. it now. Well, I don't think the Bills I, are going to make the playoffs at this rate. The AFC is so stacked up, and they're, I mean, they've got the Jets, and I'm going to talk about it later, but that's not a game that they have been winning over the last few years. So the Bills really could, and they have a tough stretch. They still have to play the Chiefs, they have to play the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Chargers at home. I mean, it's their schedule doesn't get any easier, and they keep dropping games. They sh- like they should have beat the Broncos. The Broncos are having a little bit of a bounce back, but they're not like a top tier AFC team to be beating a team that should be in everyone's brain a Super Bowl contender. Not mine, but everyone else's apparently. So I want to pull back the curtain to show some of the behind the scenes. We have a document. And I just love the wording on this because it says Bills are imploding against the Broncos. And then the next word, the next line, it says 49ers are back. It doesn't say the Jags imploding or anything about the Jags falling apart. It just says 49ers are back. But Um, the freaking Bills, they're hot garbage and they imploded. Oh, okay. Well, the the Bills are one of the most bet on teams to win the Super Bowl for the year. (laughs) They're not making the playoffs as of today. The Jags are minus 475 to win their division. The Bills are like plus 200 something. I just wanted, I just thought the wording was funny. It's like, don't get defensive. It's just the wording is funny. Don't make me get did. defensive. <laughs> well, go ahead and talk about the 49ers. And how I don't want to talk about them. They're freaking, they're back, man. Trent Williams was back. Debo Samuel came back. Their You're whole, talking about them. Their whole freaking said, team, the whole team got healthy and showed up in Jacksonville and just beat the brakes off of us. Chase Young, trading for Chase Young should have been allowed. Like why they have Chase Young and Nick Bosa and then uh Armstead mm. and Jason Hargraves, like their defensive line is unblockable. They're monsters. Yeah, but, I want that I want that defense on Madden right now. I'm going to go buy Madden just so that I can that I, I mean, play that. There's a there's a reason I had the 49ers as my NFC pick, like all offseason. Okay, am I crazy, Zach? Did he say I don't want to talk about the 49ers? And then he went no, on like I a, <laughs> a I two minute. I don't want to talk about what they did to me. They hurt my feelings. You you just want to talk about them as a team, but not about what happened over the weekend. Correct. Was, can we talk about the bet that you had, or you just want to hit the fast forward? Move on. People on Twitter <laughs> saw it. All right, ten unit bomb <laughs> blew up in my face. I'd have been up. I would have been up for like a third week in a row if it wasn't for that. Um, yeah, that's a tough break. I was up in my personal life, but that doesn't count on the spreadsheet. All right. So. We had a bunch of games, a bunch of teams that played, but what team didn't play? Yeah, so the Kansas City Chiefs probably had the best week of anyone in the AFC, even though they're on bye. So they got the rest, relax. Travis Kelsey got to go to Argentina, make out with his girlfriend. Uh, if you guys don't know, he's dating Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> there's our Taylor Swift tag for the episode. 
right there. Taylor. Shout out Taylor. Shout out to Swifties. Um, but every team that was kind of starting to creep up on the Chiefs record-wise to maybe contend for that number one seed, they all lost. The Jags lost. The Ravens lost. The Bengals lost. Um, so Chiefs are just one step closer to having home field advantage for the whole playoffs, which is a true home field advantage. Um out in Arrowhead. I mean, their fans are nuts. They pack that thing out. And so that's tough. That's tough for everyone that doesn't want to go play there. Let me ask a legitimate question. Are, is the Kelsey family having the best year of any family in the world? <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being legitimate. Because his brother... Commercial. Somehow his brother is nominated for like top sexiest guy for whatever magazine. I don't even remember. And then, and then Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is not even playing last week and he still probably had more headlines than like any other NFL player just for what happened like in Argentina. And then like, I just feel like we're constantly talking about no matter what. So, I'm going to give my list of the top three news stories that I'm sick and tired of for the NFL season. Are you all ready yes, for it? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Number three, and it kind of died down after the injury, so week one, but that had been the Aaron Rodgers news. He's yeah. Back, though. I'm and, tired of hearing exactly. that, too. I'm tired of hearing that. What if he does, though? He will hurt himself again. It would be okay, though. I imagine. Did I say NFL news storylines or did I say sports? Because it's sports, actually. Number two, Jim Harbaugh and all of his mess that we've already talked about. Mm. Get over yourself, you cheater. And number one, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Those are the most annoying story. It's just constant. Okay, we get it. It's popping up everywhere. They're dating. They love each other. We don't care. She changed the words of their song for Travis. Good for him. Top three stories. That's I my care. top three stories. Lots of clicks on those. Zach cares. I'll take all the Taylor Swift. I'll take all those stories if I have to. If I can just stop seeing Jason Kelsey everywhere. <laughs> you love that guy. He is. He really is. He's top. For sexiest man of the year. I want to get him on the pod so you can talk to him. Let's see if we can make that happen. I'll talk to I'll talk to our sponsors. Yeah. Okay. I uh, don't think that would be a family friendly pod. <laughs> we'll just put the e by we'll put the e by for that episode because he has potty mouth. Have you listened to New Heights? I have not. Don't no no free pub. Yeah. yeah no well, free pub. Yeah. If you never listen, don't because it sucks. Stay here. Anti pub. So we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, his injury. A lot of quarterbacks have had some season-ending injuries. Kirk Cousins and now Deshaun Watson. Ripped my fantasy team. Struggling, Zach. You struggling a little bit? Yeah, he was was my second. I I played him last week, though. So he got me through my bye week, which was big for me. That's all you needed. So so I'm going to ask a legitimate question. Was the Deshaun Watson... I don't even I'll have to look up how many how many games he's played already. It's not very many. Is that the worst trade in F- NFL history of all time? It's got to be. It's it's exactly. got to be, man. Of all time. Of all time. I'm going to list them off, so go ahead and give your answer. I don't know. Okay. Bears. Yeah, let me throw some out. Bears trade up to draft Mitch Trubisky. That turned out well. Do you remember what with Patrick Mahomes sitting there? Yep, with Patrick Mahomes sitting there, they traded a first, third, fifth, a 2018 third round pick, and moved up one spot, one spot to get Trubisky with Patrick Mahomes sitting there. (laughs) Uh, The Colts trade for Trent Richardson. Do y'all remember that trade? I had him on my fantasy team. I got really excited because I was like, "Oh, he's going to be on the Colts now." Traded for a first-round pick. He, like, did nothing on that team. Nothing. Uh, we're going back a little bit. Saints tried to trade entire draft for Ricky Williams. Uh, literally, I'm not even kidding. Uh, went 
all in traded first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh picks. I never heard of that before. Literally like their whole draft. Yeah. As well as additional first and third round picks in the year 2000. I thought that was wild. Um, I don't even know who this player is, but Jeff George, Colts traded up to get Jeff George. Herschel Walker, which I didn't know. This was like a horrible, uh, like listed as a horrible, but um, because he was on the Viking or he got traded to the Vikings and did nothing. And it was uh, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a linebacker, defensive back, running back, uh, defensive end, six total draft picks. Walker only played two seasons in Minnesota, making the most lopsided trade in NFL history. And then this one, the Browns, Deshaun Watson, just a tough one. Uh, Let me go over it. They traded three first-round picks to the Texans, as well as – a 2022 fourth round pick, a 2023 third round pick, a 2024 fourth round pick in exchange for Watson. Give him the $230 million contract. Oh, tough. That's the worst part of it is that contract is the the fully guaranteed contract is now that he's like not doing well. It's like, well, you can't do it. And you're, you're wrapped up in all this money. Now you have to, you have to, you just have to tough it out. So yeah, that was my little, Random thing I want to... We all agree. Horrible trade. Couldn't happen to a better franchise. (laughs) Okay, so... I did want to talk about one thing, which we already kind of threw this out there. But to wrap up my... The NFL talk. Zach, what are the Vikings' win streak right now? They're on a win streak. Did you know this? Five in a row? It's five in a row, right? Five in a row. They went one and three... And now they're they have won We're five back, in a row. Baby. We're back, baby. Like we never left. I'm also thinking about doubling down. I had a couple triple down. quadruple down. Triple down. Quadruple down. I had like a ten dollar bet. I think it was like it was a lot of money. I'll have to look and see what the payout was for them to win the Super Bowl. But they are looking and Justin Jefferson may come back next week, Zach. So uh, we're back. We're back, baby. We're I might lose and a then, nice cash out out of it if he makes the playoffs or something. Well, I did a free bet, so you don't do cash outs for free bets. To make two hundred dollars, he was like heavy spender. It's crazy. <laughs> so that concludes the NFL breakdown. With just throwing out that the uh, Vikings are back. Oh, we're back, all right. Let's talk about that matchup of the week. Zach tens. I feel like you both have one that you're keeping your eye on. Yeah, it's not a it's not a great matchup weekend in either NFL or college. Um, yeah. Me and Zach, I I have a few reasons why I picked this one. Uh, I think this in general is the best college matchup of the weekend, and that would be Washington at Oregon State. Yeah. I I for one, I am like, I don't know. I think I'm kind of an Oregon State fan for the last few years. I hopped on this on them in March Madness college basketball and they made me a lot of money betting wise. And I don't know, ever since then I've kind of just rooted for them and I, I have a future on them right now to go over eight and a half wins, which they should have already hit, but they decided to go and like lose to Washington state for some reason and make me mad. Um, so I need them to win this game because I don't think they're going to be Oregon um, to finish a four leg future. And I think it'll just be a good game. I think DJU has really uh, proved that he was not the problem at Clemson. He's had a, a very solid year for Oregon State. They're, they've got like an outside looking in shot at the Pac-12 championship game. So this makes this a very important game for them. And for Washington, too. Just to keep... Huge for Washington. I mean, if they lose, it's done. Like, there's no way they're getting in if they lose. Yeah. Like how tight the race is and how, how many one-loss teams there are. I mean, it's for the playoffs at this point. Like I said, yep. Oregon State is, has kind of been a sleeper in the Pac-12, uh, but it would be very Pac-12 if Washington loses to Oregon State and then Washington beats Oregon in the championship game. And no one gets in. Big 12 season, they send. I mean, in the final Pac-12 season, they send no one. Yep, that would be very on brand, I think, for Pac-12. So, and I really think Washington State. Um, no, sorry, not Washington State. Oregon State's going to come out here and like put on a show, showing like, "Hey, we're we're not leaving the Pac-12. You guys are, and here's your going away present." It'd be fun. It'd be and they're they're a fun physical team. They love to run the ball. Washington's defense has not been able to stop anybody lately. Um, 
it's been Swiss cheese. Atrocity. Yeah. So it's definitely, I think it's going to be a very fun game. Looking forward to it. It's really the only like good on good matchup of college football this weekend. Everybody else seems kind of like kind of rough. Yeah, UT Georgia, maybe a little bit. Uh, one other decent game that I saw that this, we can make this my official matchup of the week. It's a, uh, um, Arizona against Utah, both like top 20 teams. Arizona is has a very, very outside chance at making uh, the championship game still. The Pac-12 championship game, it would have yeah. to have some crazy stuff happen, but they could still do it. And Arizona has had an incredible season compared to what they were projected to. Utah has lost their star quarterback, but I mean, they've still put together a very solid season, all things considered, with a pretty tough schedule. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. I think it's going to be very tight. I think the line is like – the spread is like one. I think it's basically – Yeah, it's a pick them, yeah. Yeah, Arizona came in – Arizona came into the year like win total was five and a half. So they're they're definitely playing well above expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I will say I, I just wanted – I stumbled across this and wanted to tell everybody because I, I know it's this type of season. This It's this part of the season where you start looking ahead to conference championships and things. And there is a scenario uh, in the Big 12 where there is an eight-team tie for first place in in the Big 12. Uh, wow. If, if all the games go a certain way these next two weeks, uh, it would require a couple pretty big upsets including BYU being Oklahoma, Iowa State being Texas, uh, a couple of pretty unreasonable. <laughs> if, they're, if if all the games go a certain way, these next two weeks, there could be an eight-team tie for first place. So pretty exciting stuff in the Big 12. What are we rooting for at the end of the season? Chaos. Chaos. Chaos You're correct. There. So I looked it up. You guys want to take a stab at how many ranked versus ranked games there are in college football this weekend? I'm going to go four. I think I know Tennessee, Georgia is another one. So there's three, yep. three or four. It's four. Four. Yeah. Tens is correct. Um, it is. Let's see. I just lost it. Kansas State versus Kansas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Big 12. It's big a big, game. big rivalry game too. Kansas State, beat Kansas State for the eighteen for the eighteen tiebreaker. If anyone's curious. Yep. Let's <laughs> win that one. All right, Mason, what is your matchup of the weekend? This was incredibly easy for me to pick because it is a Monday night uh, game. The Eagles at the Chiefs Super Bowl matchup. Everybody knows from last year. Um, the Eagles have the best record at eight and one, and the Chiefs had the second best record at seven and two. So both incredibly yeah. good teams playing against each other. Um, I could see this being like literally the most watched and we've, we keep talking about it, So I might as well just throw it out there. It's in Kansas city. And if the trend continues where these games are at Kansas city, Taylor Swift's going to be there. It's the two team, two teams with the best records. So, well, I don't know now that she's back on tour, who knows, but it's going to be a huge game with, I mean, they, they both are like the, the two best record wise. I don't know if yeah. you agree with them being the best teams like all together, but you uh, maybe throw the 49ers in there, but I'd say that's your top three really incredible good game. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to watch that one. It's going to be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to that good primetime game Monday night. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. That's if I had to pick one for NFL, that would have been mine as well. Almost the same trend with the college football. There's some lopsided. I mean, we're going to talk about it in our best bets, but there's just not like that sparkling. Like on Sunday, there's not like a, oh, I got to make sure I watch this type of game, in my opinion. Yeah. Like nothing I agree. That stood out. So Monday took the Monday day, uh, Monday night game took the, took the cake on that one. So love it. All right. Let's transition to our best bet segment here. I'm going to kick things off. I'm normally very analytical, stat-driven behind this. Um, That's true. And I have some of those picks, and they'll be out on my Twitter. But this this is my bet, bet, my best bet for one reason. Hmm. I'm going to back up all this trash talk I've been doing. I'm taking Jets plus seven. This hmm. Jets team has been scrappy. They want to run the ball. They play great defense. They beat the Bills already once this year minutes after 
Aaron Rodgers and their whole season went down the, the toilet when he tore his Achilles. They walk off, punt return, touchdown. I don't know who the Bills are to be a seven-point favorite against anyone in the NFL right now with how they're playing. Um, so give me the Jets plus seven all day with that defense. I'll take that. It's a good one. Uh, it is at Buffalo. Does that does that matter? Mm, calculating, absolutely not. <laughs> oh no! Calculating. What did the Jets do last week, Tins? Uh, calculating. They lost. Pretty sure they lost <laughs> to the Raiders. <laughs> well, listen. Okay, listen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the Raiders played after they fired Josh McDaniels. They were going to win that game no matter what. It was. It's one of. It's one of those situations that's just – that's not fair. Yeah, that's true. And this is – I understand that I'm asking people to put their hard-earned money behind a team with Zach Wilson at starting quarterback. I get it. I understand these things. But let's forget about that for a minute, and let's just hope to hand the ball to Brees Hall 40 times. Tins, what about the game before that one? Two games ago. The Jets – yeah. Uh, is that when they got killed by the Cowboys? They got killed by the Chargers. 27-6. Uh, mm. What about the one before right. that? Do you remember what, what happened before that one? Was that the Cowboys one? No, they beat the Giants in overtime. 13 Great. Listen, I, I, but, but listen, here's the thing. Josh <laughs> Allen has had struggles against his Jets defense. There's certain teams that just have other teams certain numbers. That's just That's just true. We all know there's always there's that one team that like your team can't ever beat, and the Bills have always just had struggles with the Jets for some reason. All right, I'm riding with you. I, I was just I'm just bringing facts. Eighty three percent of the bets are placed on the Bills. By the way, mm, I love to fade the public. Love it. A good uh, fade the public play for tens there. All right, there. I'm gonna kick off my best bet with Steelers money line against the Browns at minus one oh five. Uh, the Steelers find ways to win games even with their offense being underwhel- uh, their offense being underwhelming. You know whose offense is even more underwhelming than the Steelers' tens? The Brownies. They don't have Nick Chubb. They don't have Deshaun Watson, which we just talked about. They literally got backup central, but everybody's like, ooh, the defense, ooh, the defense. The Steelers also – I don't care. <laughs> Steelers also have a good defense, by the way. Yeah, they do. Um, but I just money line minus one hundred five. Steelers, I'm taking it right then and there. I'm not. I'm not afraid. So that is my best bet. Uh, I would like to add. It is in uh, Cleveland, but call me tens. I don't care. He doesn't even care a little bit. I do, don't even care. So that's my best bet. Zach. All right. By the way, this is the most. In- I shouldn't have just transitioned with Zach. I need to hype it up a little bit because this is the most anticipated. Everybody looks forward to this section. Of, they just fast forward at this, this point Zach, just to get right Zach's here. pick right here, right now. This is it. This is it. what streak? What's the streak? I think we're Zach. Six, six in a row for, for six the in a row. Have been hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's incredible. We got to keep it going at this point in the season. We're trying to make it all the way through. Uh, I so I'll get my parlay. I have I have a lean that I really like. I actually have two leans that I really like. How'd your leans do last week? <laughs> really bad. The lean went bad. That's, the only one that's that why it's a lean. That's why it was a lean. Uh, I have one pick that I that I and you can ask the boys here. Uh, I've been laboring over this pick all week. It's true. That's true. Some ideas off of them, seeing what they think. You know, I got to workshop it a little bit. Uh, and I've I've come around to what I think is a is a good pick. It's uh the game of the week. Like I said, I, I believe in betting on the games you want to watch. So Washington, Oregon State. The uh, the spread made me really nervous. It was two and a half to two to like it changed throughout the week. It, it got it was started off as one I think. Uh, Oregon State minus one to move to two and a half. So that made me nervous. I don't really love that. I don't know if Oregon State's going to win that game at home, but I also know Washington. They made me nervous the last time I watched that Washington-USC game, and I had to root for Washington to win because, boy, <laughs> boy is that scary. 
to watch Washington's defense. So with that in mind, after looking at some of their, their previous games, I'm decided to take uh, over 62 and a half points for Washington, Oregon state. So maybe you're out there and you're like, wow, that's a lot of points. And yes, it is a lot of points. But if you look at some of the games Washington has played, they have rarely scored less than 35 points this season. They had one really bad game where they did not play well in the middle of their season. I think they're coming on, though. Their offense is, I mean, they're just very good. They're maybe the best offense in the country still. Defense is garbage, which is great for (laughs) an over. Uh, I think Oregon State will score points. I think Washington will score points. Uh, when it's all said and done, I think we hit that 62 and a half. I think it's become a shootout kind of similar to that Washington USC game, kind of similar to all of Washington games this season. Uh, and we will see who comes out on top, but I think they're going to score the 62 and a half points. I love this pick. I was looking at it before Zach was in the lab when he sent it. I text him immediately. I was like, yeah, I, I was looking at this too. I feel like this is a great pick. Um, so I will once again be riding multiple units on Zach's best bet because that's what I do because I ride. It's what we do. Let's start multiple. Up the next guy parlay, next guy up parlay here. Obviously, Zach's leg is Washington and Oregon State over 62 and a half. I'm going to hand out my leg right now. We're going to have a nice long sweat this weekend because my pick is on Monday night. It's Chiefs. Chiefs money line, boys and girls. Mm. This, this to me is just the Chiefs off of rest. Uh, Andy Reid is one of the best coaches when he has extra time to prepare. I've, I've, I like the Eagles. I feel like they, they are definitely one of the top teams this year. But there's something that's been a little bit off with them all year. Their secondary has had, uh, has been very like vulnerable to tight ends. Well, the Chiefs have the best tight end in the league. So I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to pick him apart, going to kind of negate that that defensive line getting to him. Um, quick passing game to Travis Kelsey. So I look for the Chiefs. Just going to take a money line. I'm not going to take the spread, the minus three. Keep it Don't like that. Keep it simple. Money line. It's a good bet, Tens. Good bet. I was getting the odds together here, so now I'm, you know, just stalling. And I got mine, which is Cowboys alternate spread. I would like to add minus six and a half at minus two oh five. The Cowboys are six and three against the spread this season. That is tied for the third best out of all NFL teams. They are playing against the worst team in the NFL and the worst team against the spread this season. That would be, say it with me, everybody, Carolina Panthers. Thank you. They are one, six and two. The spread is at minus 10 and a half. I think it's going to even, it's going to grow even more, but to give us 10 said he's, we're going to sweat out his leg through Monday. I want to give us not a sweat. So we're just going to go with the six and a half. Just take the seven point. They just have to win by a touchdown. Don't have to worry about the 10, the hook at the 10 and a half. We're just going to go with minus six and a half to create this parlay. And I have the odds set up here. Drum roll, please, everybody. That would be plus 380. That's nice. 380. Lock it in. I like the Chiefs minus 148. Cowboys minus six and a half at minus two oh five, and then the over at sixty two and a half at minus one oh eight. Okay, that is our parlay for you to, to wrap up. Yes, go ahead. Here. Uh, love a lean. I love, I love Kentucky at minus one against South Carolina. Uh, my record of betting against the bad teams this year has been very good. Bet against <laughs> USC a couple times. Hit bet against South Carolina. It's you know it's pretty safe. Kentucky's better overall. Running game is much better. I think they win comfortably, even though it's on the road in a, in a close game. I think Kentucky has more to play for at this point in the season. Uh, the other lean I have is Missouri over Florida. At, I think it was a minus 10 and a half last time I saw it. Uh, Missouri is leg- a legit team. They're at home. I don't, I don't see a reality where I know they're banged up right now and they have a couple of pretty bad injuries on their team. 
I don't see a reality where they don't win by 10, by 11 points, though. So two leans. If you feel good about them, there they are. I like those bets. Not official, though. Let me say that to everybody. Not official bets. Leans. His leans are good, though. Not last week, but sometimes. (laughs) As long as he doesn't lean towards Vandy, he's good. (laughs) Never again, Vandy. Uh, Well, that is our show today, guys. Uh, Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for listening to our weekend preview show. We will be back here on Monday. Messing around Mondays, we have a big show for you. We are doing Thanksgiving preview. We're doing Thanksgiving desserts. Huge draft on the board. I'm excited about it. We uh, Make sure you are, if you're not on Twitter, if you're not on Instagram with us there on Facebook, we've had some uh, some fun conversations there on the Facebook Twitter too. Tens is giving out picks. He's, we're getting hot here on the betting streak. So uh, make sure you're following us there, getting all those bets in. And other than that, we hope you have a great weekend and may all of your teams uh, sweep. <laughs>